Hey, this is Akuya Jamfi, and you're listening to TBB Talks, a podcast where we from the British Blacklist bring you our conversations with creative black folk from the UK and across the globe. We'll be talking to up and comings, headline popping, and the legends from screen, stage, music, and literature. Basically, if they're creative, we'll be talking to them. And we hope to shed some insight into their lives, the work that they choose, who their inspirations are, how they stay motivated, and more importantly, how they keep sane being black in the arts and entertainment world. Oh, Femi, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting distracted. You are? It's out of order. You have to turn it off because you're a businessman now. You're a big man no, out here in the game. No, no, no. You no. need to I, um, have your phone on all the time. It stresses me out. What's been like the biggest phone call you've had since being in this game? Like, the big, you looked up and saw the name and were like, oh my God, this person's actually calling me. I never get that. Important people don't ever call you. They get someone to call you on their behalf. Okay, so on some, their behalf, who has been the person like, right, this, person, this person's getting someone to call me on their behalf? I can't think immediately. I'll say, like, Idris, obviously. Yeah. But I can't really think of anyone else. I, think mine I don't really get gas. I don't have... I don't have fan mentality. Have you never, ever? No, never, ever. But what is that? Because you just see people as a human. Yeah. Like, me and my missus were talking about this the other day. I get starstruck by, like, people that people think is normal. So, like, I was starstruck by Nicky when I met him because I was a fan of him. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I, like, I'm, like, starstruck by... I was starstruck by Ace when I met him. So, like, I get starstruck by actual, like, people that people wouldn't even think are famous, really. It sounds like people that you... That I like. Yeah, and that you... Like, it's it's more like a... That they've done it type thing? Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm more like that. I'm more in awe of people that... I don't know. Ace is a star, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, do you get what I'm saying? And Nikki, like, what them lot were doing on Pirate Radio, they were stars. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. I so, get like, it. So, like, I feel like their stars, I might, the people I consider stars are a bit... Might be regular to other people. Yeah, or, like, do you know what I mean? So, I would... If, if Will Smith called me, I would be starstruck. You would not. Because I feel like I know Will Smith. Because you work with him. Yeah. Even, like, when I met Idris, I might be... Was I starstruck? Do you know what catches me? What makes me starstruck by, like, Idris? Say you're Idris, yeah? Mm. Idris does make me starstruck. Like, he chats to me like he knows me better, like, what Bridget. Yeah, that's the thing. That's confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what's going on, Femi? Da-da-da-da. Legend. You're a legend, bro. The legend you Femi. I'm like, are you taking a piss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you mocking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I think when I've met Idris and it's just being casual I think I'm more like what what I think it's an insecurity I guess for me it's an insecurity when I'm in the space of certain people because like why am I here why am I talking to you like and I'm trying to think of something sensible to say and it's like they're just human beings unless you're calling me for money I don't get starstruck I'm Nigerian man no just joking no no joking for real it's Nigerian ego power you know super ego this is what I'm saying innit so I've got the jersey on today I was about to say how's your kit doing it's finished now. You have to win. Yeah, but we weren't gonna win. All that on the franchise. I mean, it's on the merchandise. Clothes, it's yeah, clothes. It's we won true. the Fashion World Cup. I can't even say anything because we weren't in it even yeah, there. You, Black stars and the white got disbanded. The football association got disbanded. I don't want to hear any talk you about know that. that. I'm not here to talk about Did Ghana. You know that? No, I didn't know. Uh... Ghana basically they got disbanded because the head of the FA was doing fraud. But I didn't even know that was a Ghanaian thing. It's just magic. You know when you invite your people that you love and respect in to talk to you about stuff and they come and throw daggers at your heritage. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to dodge them. So 
Mr. Intent too. So how do you think, no, like for real, like we spoke on the red carpet and then I left you to do your superstar stuff with Nikki, which is, yeah, it was your night. It was like, how, what happened? Just, can you put into words how that actually felt? That night, it's only afterwards that I felt a certain way. Yeah. On that night, there was a moment where I thought, I wish I could fly a drone up and just to see, see what this looks like from the bird's eye view. But I remember like, you know, the adulthood premiere and... Uh, which you starred in. Yeah, and, the novelhood yeah, premiere. Novelhood. I remember they were at the same cinema. You no, know, it was nice to be back there. Everyone said it looked good. But for me, I thought it could have looked better. Like, because the film doesn't actually look better than that on a smaller screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it didn't look like how the film is meant to look. And so it took me a while to put that aside. It was a big screen, and I watched it the day before, and I was I asked them, like, well, I did re-export it, actually. I re-exported the film, because I didn't like what it looked like, and they said it was too late. But it, I mean, no one would have noticed. No Only filmmakers. Yeah, yeah no exactly. That's you so, being the creative behind I think when it. you watch it on a normal cinema screen, yeah. it looks how it's supposed to look. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. When did you know you were going to do a part two? On set, I always was saying, oh, we should do a prequel, like, because these characters could do more development and we could explore the characters more. And then we were going for meetings and everyone was like, where's part two? Because normally when me and Nikki write, Nikki either does some and sends it to me or I do some and send it to him. We actually wrote this one together. So it took a while for us to actually get there because we were just arguing over what should go in there. What And I suppose, like, the great thing about me and Nikki is we're from two different tribes. Like, mm. he's from music, I'm from film. He's slightly older generation to me. He's Caribbean, I'm African. So we look at things differently. And that's why we complement each other so well. Yeah. It's because we're so different. So in amongst those fights, you get the diamonds, isn't it? That's why we fight. Yeah. Why we fight is to basically refine what we do. We never really completely fall out. So then after Victor passed away, the edit was really difficult. We argued. That's because of like, stress, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we argued a lot more, and there was a lot more conflict in the editing process. But that was it. We always saw each other next day or later on. Like, but we're cool, though. Like, we're good. Like, that's, like, one of my best friends. How did you not meet? Um, there was a guy, Justin Donaldson. He took me to Jetstar one day, a regular distribution company yeah. in house. And Nikki was doing the A&R. Basically, Nikki and Justin grew up together. And Nikki pitched me an idea. I didn't want to do it. We had the idea for our first film, it's a lot. We had a treatment, and I read it and I thought, oh, it's different because mm. it wasn't uh, a crime film. It's ironic because that made the intent, like, you know, afterwards. But I want to do that, and mm. Nicky didn't want to do it. So he stopped talking to me because <laughs> he had another script that was ready to go. He stopped talking to me and changed. Like, I didn't have his new number. Like, And then a few years later, I was on the set of Another Hood, and I was like, oh, this reminds me of. Like I've got a comedy script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I contacted Nicky and told him, Nick, um... Was he receptive to the first phone call? No, I found him on Facebook. Oh, I was messaged him on Facebook saying, Nick, I've got a screenshot of it on my old computer. I said, Nicky, I've got an idea how we can get this film made. Give me a call. 2010, it came out in 2011. And that's how we reconnected him. So I think I met him when I just finished uni in 2008 or 9. And so, yeah, man. That's it, really. This has been, like, very organic, I suppose, and you a two-meeting of minds and not forgetting wonderful Victor. Mm. Do you think you'd be happy with what with the Victor final edit? I'd love to make the intent, too. Yeah. I was watching it over there, and it was the first time it dawned on me. Because it is an action film, yeah. first and foremost. And, you know, Victor made Venus versus Mars. And I was always trying to push him to make a film. In that situation, I was, like, Victor's producer. So I was producing him and he was directing mm. everything we did. So I was like, you know, you should make Venus versus Mars into a movie. You should do a film like that. Because that's what black people want. Yeah. And you don't want to dilute your voice. You don't want to, like... You are very lucky at the moment that you've made projects that there's no crime film on your sheet. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you should keep it like that. You know, we were 
all of his having debates and he was like, no, I want to make a film like The Intent. Like, you know. The, that suits you. And like, he was always yeah. saying, I wanted to make a film like The Intent. I want to make an action film. I yeah. Make. And he was sitting down with writers like Didi Armstrong and a guy called Radu and we actually had a script with Radu that we, we applied for some funding for. We didn't get it, but that was going to be Victor's first film. Mm. I was watching it the other day and I thought, you know, Victor would have loved to make this film, like as a director, yeah. like, not just towards like line producing it, but he yeah. would have loved to direct this film. Yeah, it would have so, been him. Yeah, it would have been him. I listened to Cut the Chat, so I really enjoy the podcast. You get to hear the voices of British black guys from the different parts of their industry just talking in a reason, and I don't know why, it just really connects and you get a sense of who you look I feel like I know you lot more from listening to like Ace I've known for years we worked at Channel U together but I feel like I know him more listening to the podcast my point is that it really comes through how Victor permeated through the, even the hijinks you lot had in Jamaica and stuff like that the stuff that you got up to mm. and the highs and lows and stuff it was you get to feel the journey of the intent to yeah, definitely intent through that podcast it was, it was a good journey podcast I just go on and I rant about what's yes, happening that week yes you do yes you do I take over <laughs> I have like a half an hour section which is just family talking yeah about his week. Yeah, Cut the Chat, it's a good platform, man. It's something that me and the man them started a few years mm. ago. When I just came out of uni in 2008, I was in a lost place as an actor. I wasn't getting any work. I was confused by Wait, what... sorry, let's go back. You studied law, though? Yeah, I did. So how did you even segue? I when I was in, in college. Okay, so you wanted to be an actor, but you just did law? No, I didn't think I could be an actor. Sure. Now it seems normal for black kids to want to be actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black yeah. working class kids. I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. The first actor I met in real life was Noel Clark. Okay. Like before that, I'd never seen an actor. And even when I met him, I was like, you're on TV. Yeah, I didn't even really believe him. Because the teacher was talking about him being on TV. But I was thinking, I'd never seen that. He's on yeah, TV. like, yeah, who's he? Yeah. Doctor Who. I'm like, I've never seen them programs. What program is that? Like, you know, one of those ones. It wasn't something I could even dream about being when I was young. Mm. I wanted to be a barrister or a lawyer. And then somehow you segued into acting. You were, I did kiddohood. After meeting Noel Clark, I auditioned mm. about six times or something over the period of a year. And then um, I got a row in kiddohood. It came out in my first year of uni. And then adulthood was happening. I did bits of drama. I did theatre. I did a bit of TV. And then I did adulthood. That was coming out a few weeks after I finished uni. So, of course, I was going to like try to be an actor. Yeah, yeah. Because it made sense. But and I didn't did. get any work for a year. But in that time, I made a project with David Lammy about black fatherhood. Mm. And I got Damon involved in that and Tiny Temper and Eddie Caddy and a bunch of other people were talking about their dads and stuff. After that, Damon was like, oh, I want to make a show in a barbershop. And then that was where we came up with the concept for the YouTube version of Cut the Chat. YouTube didn't, couldn't even allow you to have more than 10 minute clips at the time. Wow. So, like, so we used to film for like two hours and cut it down to like 10 minutes. Darwood, who was directing it at the time, I've lost most of the footage. There was a time we've got two hours of Carlos talking oh, to wow. We've got two hours of And you've lost all of that? Might be lost, I think. Gee, like, what, two hours of Ed Sheeran a day after he got signed. Oh, wow. Two hours of No Clark, two hours of Ashley Waters, two hours of Adam Deacon. It was a cool little platform. And now I like the podcast format. Yeah. We consistent with the YouTube. Damon's one of the biggest barbers in England. Yeah. I'm obviously an actor and a filmmaker now. Lee, like, was a comedian. Now he's, like, doing comedy. Mm. And he's a cabbie. Yeah. And then you've got... Um, superstar Ace, Super DJ. Superstar Ace. And so... <laughs> 
like we're all very there's no manager for the show we don't do it for money so it's hard to persuade a manager or someone to get involved yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's actually we do it because we love it it's only been recently that I've been so busy and yeah. everyone has been busy but we do it weekly and we were filming weekly back in the day but we weren't putting it out consistently it's nice though because it's the man them doing a the thing and people like it people recognise me from quite the chat I think that's still fascinating <laughs> yeah so what do you get recognised the most for Kidhood followed by another thing okay yeah 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 when people recognise me from the internet it makes me really proud because that's, that's my your thing that's yours makes me really like I probably talk to them more like when it's you're, like, order. you're the guy from Intent I'm like oh you've got to talk to all your fans you've watched me. that I've talked to all my fans but like when they say they watch the Intent it makes me really yeah. happy because I'm like my gosh that's me that's my project that's your thing so yeah. it is a gangster film yeah it's hard because I think for me as I got as older yeah and as a parent mm. I was like I like it but it's hard now to like such violence. Do you know what I mean? You have that conflict. Even listening to, because I was into gangster rap when I was young, proper hardcore Same tomboy. Same but then now it's like, oh, I can't really listen to Snoop again. Like it's weird me saying those lyrics I used to know. Yeah. So how do you? Obviously, filmmakers who make all sorts of films have home lives, but then we also suffer the weight of responsibility and expectation and all that stuff. Because I, I think I think so. I, I know you've had enough of talking about this, no, but it but still I, is a I, thing. I think it's important to talk about it. I think it's an important conversation to have. I've spoken about it in every single interview. For me, it's an action thriller. Yeah. And I look at it like that. And that's why the action set pieces are so long. There's tight choreography in there. That's why the film is what it is. I just looked at it as an action thriller. I looked at it as takers. I looked at it as Fast and Furious. Yeah. And so in my head, I'm not judging it. I'm not looking at it as a piece of social commentary. But anything black is treated as social commentary. Yeah. You can make any yeah. film as a black filmmaker. And if it's got the spirit of blackness in it, if it's got a black lead, if it's got it's... become social commentary, yeah. the intent people forgave because it was independent and it was underground and people didn't really give us such a hard time. But even though I think the intent's like more in a way this mm. one's got a deeper story like, mm. you know the character's going through stuff he's like home life is not good yeah. also we stripped away a lot of that layer when we wrote the script it justified the characters and the way they were mm. not more like it felt slow what to take away all of the stuff no because I had to take away a lot of it because the initial edit was like three hours and it went okay. like two and a half hours okay. and we shot too much so because I knew people were going to critique it we like yeah. set up all this stuff yeah. explaining yeah. so like gets his character he's broke his girlfriend's paying for him to get by and we humanised him a lot we did Dylan's character we explained how he becomes a police officer there's a scene with him getting a black boy arrested and a black boy spits at him yeah. saying how do you feel arresting your own kind yeah, yeah, yeah. there was so much of that at the start but it felt slow yeah. and I was like ultimately you want to make an entertaining action packed film that's why you've got the film that you've got now you get a hint of what's yeah but it's not there as yeah. much like because yeah. the first part of the film was an hour ten minutes before the story started yeah. that's a whole film I'd love to make the intent into like a Netflix series or something there's a lot of criminals that are misunderstood Yeah, I've been around criminals I studied law I've been around people that sell drugs people that are robbers you wouldn't even know they were criminals yeah. I think a lot of us have that experience when we have family members we have ex-partners or current partners and I understand the pressures of even making films when you're black because you feel like you've got to answer to so many people and actually you Listen, should be Free. When you make a film, you're expected to explain what it means to be black. As a black filmmaker, yeah. white people and black people expect your film to explain blackness. blackness. But then the intent doesn't try to do that. The characters could be white. And that's how I wrote it. Victor read the script for the first time and he was like, Victor really wanted to direct it. And I was like, nah, me and Nikki have to do it because it's our vision. Yes. Because he read it and he was like, these characters could be anyone. Yeah. 
and that's how I approached it. I approached it as a genre film mm. rather than as a black film. There's two camps. There's us in the industry, and then there's the audience. And the audience aren't necessarily going to separate all that. They're not going to have those conversations about but I think it's important to have these conversations. But it's important. But I want to. For me, it's a genre film rather than you're going to watch this film and you're going to understand blackness. But at the same time, I tried my best to give that character Jay, well, tried to humanise him. And we might have failed doing that, but I don't know. No, I think you, casting gets... It's all down to casting and the character that's written for the person to act. And, and gets is a scene stealer. He's just charming, engaging, and you get with him, you understand, and he does humanise Jay. Even um, G-Money, Ashley Chen's G-Money, you get that. That, but that actually, bro code and... Bad man, like, you know, yeah, like, but yeah. bad man yeah. you can identify yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I wanted to do, because what a lot of the critique that I got from industry people, not normal people, from the intent was, I hate those characters. Mm. I couldn't empathise with them. Scorcher's character in Hoods, the intent, he was very rude. He was just brash all the time. He was rude to everyone. He was, okay. do you know what I mean? And, like, people were saying, like, they couldn't identify with him. And I was like, you know what? How do we like make a character that people, even though they're street guys, and I'm not taking away, it's a street world. The reason we made it intent after it's a lot, I'll tell you what, the truth. Made it's a lot. I was in a car park at Lee Valley Odeon. Mm. Me and Nikki and Darwood have gone to the car park. We got there. I told Nikki, Nikki, go inside, check how many people have bought tickets. Five people have bought tickets to go and see it's a lot. Now I'm not saying it's the best film in the world, but I thought it was right and i was sorely disappointed i remember being depressed and going home sleeping on the night my first mm. one came up mm. that broke my heart because mm. i felt at that point that was what a lot of black people told me they wanted that but type of project do you think because it i was already yeah because i think if that it, film came out now, now blow, uh, yeah it, hashtag black excellence yeah but it was timing but anyway so we do that project and then me and nikki were down as you can imagine and then december 2013 we had a conversation we saw like brian was coming back Captain Conan were getting big, Fecky was big, mm. Giggs was big, the sound was changing, mm. it was becoming more harsh. And like, obviously, you know, Nikki's from music already. Mm. So at that point, Nikki was like, why don't we make a film like Juice and Belly and In Too Deep and Paid in Full? I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm surprised you said yeah. Remember, because I was the guy fighting him before saying I didn't want to make a street film three or four years ago. So, what, what was it that changed in you? Because I saw it. Yeah, okay. He said it to me and I saw it. Yeah. And I saw it working. Everyone knows me, innit? I'm like, I am for black people. I am, I will be at all the black events. Yeah. I will be at like the youth clubs or yeah. the youths making yeah. films with them. I'm the person that goes into school. I probably do more black things than any of the other black British actors put mm. together. I'll be real, like, and there's people that can vouch for that. And I'm always for empowering the community. Every time I get a platform, I speak about yeah, the community and the importance of us and what we do and the privileged position we have. I always do that. But at that point, I just felt I knew this would work. I couldn't say no. And he was like, you know what, let me write a first draft, yeah, a rough outline. And I'll send it to you. We spoke about the story on the phone. Like, we speak every day, every morning. I drop off my kids, he drops off his daughter. We speak every single morning of every day. My first phone call every day for a long time was Nikki and mm. Victor. Mm. I spoke to both of them every single morning. And um, we spoke about the idea. We were, we were going to sell it out of the boot of our car because mm. it's a lot that didn't work. Mm. We're still convinced that there was an audience, but we didn't reach it with that film. We're just going to totally like, We're going to go independent. Yeah. And then Nikki came to the hospital club. I was a member there. Me and him read the script mm. out loud. And I was like, I like it. He was like, really? I think it was like 45 pages. Yeah. I was like, just send it to me and I'll rewrite it. So I just rewrote the whole thing. I did more layers. Literally, he wrote it. Didn't have no female characters. Like, I like put all the female okay, characters. Okay, none to that. It. Like, there, there was literally, in their original intent, there was no woman. Like, there <laughs> was actually no woman. So like, I put 
the mom, I put like my little daughter in it. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to all our brethren and got money to make it. Mainly Nikki's brethren got up money to make it. And then Victor put in money later on down the line. Because that was when me and Victor's relationship reconnected. Victor, I knew from when I was a kid. But okay. I didn't really speak to him. Okay. So he's from the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him when I was 12 or 13. Mm. And then we'd see each other and say hi and bye. We weren't really close mm. friends till 2014, mm. I guess. And so at that point, uh, me and Nikki made the film. Victor, I booked him to be like first AD or something because we didn't have no money really. We ran out of money. Victor gave, gave us some money. We got one of his brethren to give us money as well. And then when it came to release, we made this film and it was sick. It was better because we were meant to make a cheap film. Yeah. and it That wasn't meant to go else. nowhere. Yeah. You know what? It was meant to be a... Like, when I explain it, it was meant to be a cheap film, but I'm from Kiddowood. So I, I always, like, think of ways that add value to stuff. Because of the things I've been exposed to and the big productions I've been around, when I was 17... You could give me ten pounds and I'll make it into Look a shiny. thing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And then obviously Nikki had elements. He was calling in favors and like brought in all the music people. Mm, mm. I didn't know any of them. Like you know, I didn't know Crepton Conan. Nikki and Nikki's friends brought in all, all the, the people. music people. And then I brought in all the actors. And I offered loads of actors roles. They turned it down. Like, they, you know, they were like... No, it was confident. A lot of actors turned it down. Like, loads of yeah. actors turned it down. But Nikki would build it on this thing. Once we shot it, it looked good. The first cut, I wanted to cry. Victor done the first cut. Yeah. He edited the whole film and it was terrible. I wish Victor was still alive so I can watch that version. I don't know where <laughs> it is, but, like, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to cry. I was like, you know what, I can't make... Oh, I wouldn't make quite like five of it. Right. And then um and then I've got a next editor and then I worked on it on post, spent like months on it. Yeah. Really myself, Calvi was involved during the shooting and then after that I had to take over. We did like three or four days pickup day to fill in the gaps. Wow. Like, it was like very So hearing you talk about the craft of it, I get in these conversations with people who will be like, This film no. I know, in, I know. Not even gonna pay. I know them. Um, intent any mind like, like they're, they're my brethren and they try to at me and I'm just like you know what like this is what I'm making right now if you don't want to come on that journey you don't have to you come you don't have to come journey. there's other journeys like I was involved in the Venus versus Mars yeah. droppers yeah. like you know I just wrote on Turn Up Charlie with Idris yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm involved in lots of journeys you yeah. can come on those journeys you don't have to come on all my journeys not all my like films are for everyone mm. this is not for black mums like, right. you, do you know yeah, what I mean? Let's yeah, be yeah, real. Like, yeah, yeah. Normally, if you weren't my brethren, you probably won't watch this film. I would watch it. Like, I'd no, probably but, be like, you'd be like, I might no, be more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know who I yeah. am, you know where it's coming yeah. from. But normally, atypically, this film's not for black moms. Yeah. It's for black teenagers. So then, this is what black teenagers want. How do we expand? This is that's what why they we think do Turn they want? Charlie. Yeah. That's why we do It's a Lot. Yeah. That's why we do Venus versus Mars. That's why we do all of those films. Because the only reason we do all of these things yeah. is because actually we broaden the envelope. Mm. The only street things I've made, period, is the intent. Yeah. And the intent. Too. And that's funny because we, we, as humans anyway, we hone in on. Not the negative, we hone on the things that we don't like more than remembering the... No, but you should watch it. You'll be entertained. Yeah, but it's a good... You can watch Takers, yeah, with Idris and Chris Brown and that. Yeah. You can watch The Intent. Yeah, yeah. You can watch Fast and Furious. And this is what I mean. Like, we shouldn't kill each other, like, for doing these films. When we don't watch white films all the time, we watch African-American versions of the film I've just made. Everyone will say it's a classic, black mums included. Like, do you get what I'm saying? They will watch these African-American films and say it's a classic. And then I make one that's basically in too deep, and but it's too close to home. That's the thing, because you know you're preempting everything I'm going to say. So the scene I was like, the Crepton Conan scene. It's the end environment where everything plays out. Yeah. So that was a bit like that like could that. happen. 
Do you know what I mean? No, 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 not like, (laughs) not like that. But you know, in that in that sense, I think it is a bit. It's easy, even though African Americans they're our cousins in that. It just seems removed. So when you see stuff like that at home, and there are kids out there that are dealing with stuff, no, but, but like, I think it's know, a. We need to shine a light on some of these street guys because. But it depends on how, because I'm not to even take away yeah. from whatever the, the intense story in itself. And you know, we have different sides yeah. of our character. There's part of me is like, yeah, that's not a bad boy film. Other part of me is like, mm, I want to see something different. I don't want my nephew to watch this and be like, brap, brap, because I know what he's going for as a young man, trying yeah. to stay on a straight and narrow path, mm. and he's having all the demons trying mm. to pull him onto left and right. Mm. So. There's so many different things. I like this genre film. Yeah. I like crime films. So do I. Loads of people like crime films. The yeah. majority of the dramas on the BBC are crime films. Yeah. But they're just not done in as authentic a voice. Mm. And so, because it's authentic, because it's real, it might at times feel a bit close to home. But actually, there's an audience for it. And there's people that are like these... Like some of the stories, some of these gangster rappers that really were on the roads, that are in the film. Like They're like, this is meaty. This yeah. is nothing. We do certain things to shock. Like the setting of the final scene, we only got that out of coincidence. We were trying to do it in a shopping centre to give it scale. And we wanted to do it in public because actually the last showdown was in a warehouse. Yeah. And it just feels a bit meaty. Like yeah, yeah. It doesn't It doesn't feel as exciting. It yeah, doesn't yeah, make yeah, you yeah. jump. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't shock you. Yeah. And like, with everything, I just we just wanted to shock you. We wanted to take all the elements of the intent and just give it scale. Hence Jamaica. And, the and you can feel, you actually can feel It's that. like, you know, this, yeah. we wanted it to feel bigger. Like the first opening sequence when they go into that warehouse, the choreography on that was hard. But I've never shot nothing like that. But it's like, you know what? When I'm writing it, I'm like, they do this and they mm-hmm, do this mm-hmm. and this happened. This one goes into that room and it's just, bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. it's exciting. Like, and it's of the genre, but at the same time, we wanted to give it scale. And like, we weren't even supposed to shoot in that location. We wanted a shopping center, but we couldn't get one to agree to do it. I can see the vision when I was watching it. It, it looks expensive and it looks grand. The women. Okay, so this is my take. Mm. I want you to film a bit more appealing to women or inclusive of women and more rounded women, female fat characters. Uh, I suppose. Thank you. No, Sharon Duncan <laughs> Brewster's character. Apart from Sharon did... Like, so, so when we did the intent, like I said, the initial draft didn't even have any women, yeah. really women apart from like the video girls. And then we were doing the intent too and I was like, you know what? That's going to happen again. If we don't. Because there aren't that many women yeah. in this kind of world anyway. I yeah. know there are female gangsters, but it's rare. Gets his girlfriend was more of a prominent character in the script okay. in the first edits of the film. But their love story was getting in the way the film starting. So we scaled back on that character. Okay. So we ended up with her character not being as big and influential as she was. Because the character gets his girlfriend and she's based on like my wife and okay. Mrs. Yeah. Really and truly my wife is like you meet her, you think she's like the poshest woman in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. She's like, do you know what I mean? Like but my wife is really like us, but she's just Growing up in a different, different way, way. Yeah. Like, do you get what I'm saying? And so I was like, why don't we ever portray that on screen? And Nikki's misses, same thing. And that's where that character came from. And it's about status anxiety and having women in your life that do better than you. Yeah. So that was what was driving Jay's story initially. She was doing better than him in life. Okay. And like, actually, there's a scene that we lost that surmised the point of the story and surmised their relationship that would have okay. made that character stronger. Looking back, maybe that was a mistake, taking that scene out. Sean Duncan Brewster woman, it was like, why don't, we do, why don't we do a bad gal? Atypically, you associate that character to a man. But like, why don't you make the boss the woman? Whose idea was to get Sharon? To audition. There was a bunch of them prominent actors of that age group. Okay. That she shone through. 
Yeah. She did her thing, man. She's like, you know what? I've always liked Sharon. I've watched her in loads of stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, I just thought, you know what? That's my, that's who should do it. There were other people that we considered, but we just thought Sharon would do the best job. And she was brilliant. Like, mm. She was fully committed to it. Yeah, she did really good. Beverly's almost psychotic. Yeah. Like, with the way she is. Yeah. Like, you could really believe that she would blow their heads off. To do that with a small frame, to get... And that actually level change. of them, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The characters, J and G Money, they're big personalities. Even, like, some of the badness that they're doing in the film, like, some of the action sequences where they're having, like, the little gunfights, some of the stuff they do in it, for someone to believe that a woman was in charge of them, yeah, you needed, like, a Sharon, Sharon, you Sharon. stuff. And then all the other girls in Jamaica, again, we just scale. It's weird because they're not the main characters. I get it. Up pairing back their stories yeah. so like the girls in Jamaica had more of a story like the girl Nikki meet, Nikki's character Shane meets in the shop oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that doesn't give her his number initially and yeah. then he's threatened by Romy all of that we parred it back because it made the story slow. and I suppose it there will be I'm working with Babby actually I just feel like Good. it's hard with certain stories to make rounded women I'll just be honest and I'm admitting that we've not got strong enough strong female characters in that film we could have them. I think that because the conversation I've, I have again a lot is like sometimes it's whose story is and who's it for. So this is a will be it's a mandem you know, film. film, right? So that's a, and it's allowed to be a mandem film. And I suppose there's t- it's not about every day having a woman have a black woman that's in her right position and she's got great depth of character and just to establish her but point we so we them. can. We but need we them. need them, we and need I guess them. we and look for them in everything that we watch. Because like also for, I'm going to look, look for the dark skin women look as well. For blackness. In everything that we watch, we look yeah. for blackness in everything that a we representation. watch. representation. We look for rounded black women in yeah. everything that we watch, as black, and I understand that, and I'm yeah. never going to take away from that. And I'm not saying that the intent does all of that. Like, sometimes we fail to do these things. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, you know, I'm, that's why I'm here with you, having this honest, I'm very open about yeah. the process and how everything's been. One, because you're my good friend, and secondly, because actually I'm with you. I'm yeah. in agreement. I'm not so removed that I think the intent does everything for the black community. And it shouldn't is, have to, we, but that's the well, problem, that's the problem that we're to, in. And that's the problem it's, that we're in, and so we need to be part of the answer. Yeah. And I don't know if the intent is necessarily the answer It's not that. the one. I can argue with everyone and say, yeah, we've got rounded women, we've got Sharon Duncan Brewster. I can say that, oh, you know what? Actually, Jay's a gangster, but really he's a normal guy because yeah. actually his story is just a, me and Nikki's story. Yeah, 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 yeah. His yeah. story, he's struggling. He wants to do his own thing. I was struggling as an mm. actor. I was struggling as a filmmaker. I wanted to do something that made me more money than yeah. I was doing. And we've just taken, me and Nikki have taken our struggle and just put it in this gangster world. That's what's mad about it. The only way to, that I knew of making Jay likeable was for us to look at our lives and our struggle and having women that went on, that were working and making a wage like every day. And we weren't making their their wage. Now we do. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? But there was, was a time where we yeah. weren't. And so like we wanted to transpose that onto this gangster to make him humanize him a little bit more. And so like, you know, I can sit here and say like the reason the character is not mixed race was that I auditioned black and mixed race girls. The best girl was the mixed race girl. Loads of black girls auditioned for that so character. Say, I mean, watch your words, man. She's so trying to say only the mixed race girl shone through. I'm saying that actually there were mixed race characters that auditioned for Getz's character, but we went with Getz. But what we see is the end product. We don't see the process. You don't see the process. I mean, it's it's interesting because when you're in the room with someone and you're talking, it's easy to critique from afar. Yeah. When you're in the room and that's, I can be a flip-flop, I'm like, go hard on this position yeah. because I do I get sick and tired of the representation. 
British blacks in the creative industry are slower to recognise that shadism is a thing when it comes to women, shadism and it's a by default thing. Shadism is a thing. It's a when it comes to women. Let's like, just say when, when it comes, it comes to, to women, women, I think there needs to be more representation of black women. I feel like mixed race women are overrepresented as black women. Mixed race girls always get those roles. And so I'm not saying that it isn't a thing. And I'm not saying that intent is the answer to that thing. Like, like, it shouldn't be the answer, and, and, but it's just a it thing that's out there. It needs to be part there. of the answer, yeah. though. It needs to be part of the conversation. I audition black mixed race. I didn't audition any white girls for that, mm. one, but I know I auditioned black mixed race girls, and the best girl was that. She made me cry in the audition. Okay. We did a scene together. The scene where they're on the bed in the hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I auditioned my actors. She made me cry. None of the other actors made me cry. So yeah, she was getting that role. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I can't say, oh, because you're mixed race, you're not going to get that role. Mm-hmm. Like, because again, that's no, it doesn't come weird. like that. No, it shouldn't it's be like that weird. as well. Like, no, you, you know know don't I mean? do that. It is a thing. It's back to the thing. Intent isn't the answer to everyone's issues. That's what it shouldn't be. Black filmmakers, black creatives across the board don't shouldn't be making stuff to satisfy anyone but themselves, essentially. But, but, you have, but you're serving... Part, but, exactly, there's responsibility, but we should be fritting in our 